I want to tell you what you can do to imagine what the Jaguars will be missing at the end of this season. And that'll tell you what you think they're missing right now. I'll tell you all about that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank all y'all once again for joining me here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am your host, Tony Wiggins, and we bring it to you every single day because it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. I also like to remind you that our YouTube page is free to subscribe to. Make sure you go to the Locked On Jaguars YouTube page, like, subscribe, and hit the bell also for notifications. And then if you listen to podcasts, wherever you listen to them at, make sure you tap into that source every single day sort of make sure you don't miss an episode of Locked on Jaguars. Also, today's sponsor is brought to today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Shout out to my everydayers for joining us here every day on the Locked on Jaguars podcast. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Come on in, take your shoes off. And sit here for the next 25, 30 minutes and enjoy yourselves. All right. So what we're going to get to, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see right there on today's show, we're going to take a glimpse into the Jags' future, where the holes might be, and then the true meaning of best player available in segment three. So what prompted me to do this is I always talk about enthusiasm, right? I always mention fans' enthusiasm for this particular season, and I think it's going to be at an all-time high because it's at an all-time high every year around this time because fans are generally generally excited about the football season, whether the prospects for that season are good or not, because just like fans should, they should always leave out a glimmer of hope no matter how bad they think things have been in the past that the Jaguars are going to miraculously do something special every single year. Well, that year was last year, and it was the first year of that sort since 2017. Now we're coming into a situation where you want to see consistency. You want to see two consecutive years of the Jaguars being a contender. And I think it's going to happen for a number of reasons. The main two being Doug Peterson and quarterback Trevor Lawrence. But, but it's hard for me to ask you where the holes might be, because if you, it's like hustling backwards. If you admit that you know where the holes are, then admit, you, you would also have to admit that, well, maybe they aren't going to be as good as I, I think and I hope. So I wouldn't even get you in a gotcha moment like that. That's not how I roll. You guys know that. I don't want to see anybody temper their own enthusiasm and, and calm that down a little bit because I think we need all of that we can get. But I will tell you this. There's a way. There's a way you can ask yourself that question without – putting a damper on this season. So I'm going to tell you what it is right now. So what I did today was I gave a friend of mine an exercise and I said, Hey, look, whatever your wildest imaginations are about the Jaguars, whether it's they go 12 and five or 13 and four, 14 and three is someone that I know who said that they were going to do that. Okay. 11 and six, whatever it is, 10 and seven, make a run in the playoffs, whatever. Hey, Super Bowl champions, all of that. Come next offseason, 
they're gonna they're gonna get a chance to sign players. Nine times out of ten, we all know what they're gonna do. They're just gonna retain their own people, even if, especially if they win, they they manage to win a lot. They're gonna really really focus on that the way that they did this offseason. But what if they don't win at all? Right? They're still gonna get draft picks regardless. So, what do you take? Or what what would you imagine if someone sent you to Vegas right now and you had to lay it all down or you had to if if FanDuel gave you an opportunity to say, okay, so what's your team going to need at the end of this season? Regardless of what their record is, the Chiefs didn't forfeit their picks because they won the Super Bowl. They kept them. So I want to know and I want you guys to ask yourself. More than likely, because there was somebody, I believe it may have been John Shipley, a colleague of mine who covers the Jags also. I believe at the end of the offseason last year, John was one of the people that said, they're going to need a wide receiver. They got him in the trade deadline with Calvin Ridley, but he made the bowl. He said, after this year, they're still going to need a wide receiver. One, I I think it's John. I want to give him credit because if he did it, I want him to get credit. I don't want to give him credit for something he didn't say because if you disagree, then you're going to be mad at him. So don't do that either. But that's an interesting way of looking at things. So I'm going to go through in segment two some of the positions. And then after that, in segment three, this is an opportunity for us to tie something that we always talk about in. And you go, well, if you won the Super Bowl wig outside a quarterback, I just take the best player available. And so the nutshell is in segment three, that's exactly where we want to end up. We want to end up, the good teams do that. They take best player available. Most of the time, it's a, it's a trench guy because they need so many of them, or it's a defensive back. If best player available is take the player, take a player at one of the three positions where you actually have the most guys on your roster at those spots. It's offensive line, defensive line, and defensive back. So that's more than likely what's going to happen if they go best player available and they don't really need anything and they've used up a lot of resources at other critical positions. But I want to, I want to challenge you to test yourself and to ask yourself, okay, if somebody told me regardless of how this season went, now we're going to assume that it, it goes to the playoffs. I'm not talking about if it goes off the rails, that's a whole different one. So I might take a minute to discuss that too in segment two. But heading into segment two, what we're going to do is I want you to think long and hard about it, regardless of how the season goes, especially if it goes well. What do you think the Jaguars would probably need more most next offseason? And reminding you, this is so that you can really answer a question for yourself. You can basically tell yourself what you think they need this year without sitting there thinking that it's going to be a weakness. So that's why I'm assuming that everything's going to go well. You're going to have a happy season, but you're still going to have draft picks and you're still going to have a chance in free agency. So what is it that you think they'll do? I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. All right. It's one of those three positions that I just mentioned. And it's nine times out of 10 going to be the one where the people are the smallest. So that would be defensive back. I'll go through all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. First, I must tell you about today's sponsor, which is Bird Dogs. Man, they are the best khaki shorts I have ever worn in my life. That's right. They actually show the best parts of me and make the parts of me that aren't so good anymore still look good. 
They are fabulous and outstanding. They really, really fit very well. They fit better than regular shorts that are made all stiff and assuming that everyone is built just alike because we're not. We're not all built alike. Make sure to get your personal Yeti-like cup with bird dogs on it. You go to birddogs.com forward slash locked on NFL, all one word for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I slept in a pair the other night and that's just how seamless they are and how comfortable they are. So make sure you go to birddogs.com and use forward slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. All right, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you tap in to the Locked On Jaguars podcast every single day because it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. Now, look at the screen. I did not put it up, but look, there's the bird dogs. All the information you need right there. That's how you spell it. That's where you go. Birddogs.com forward slash Locked On NFL. Um, we are... At a point where everybody's gone out of the building, right? So this is the serious break time between mini camp and training camp. The next time we all gather, um, we're going to get over there to the stadium. It's going to be fans over there, and it's going to be they are preparing for the real deal. And nobody wants to talk beyond this season because you want to see how this season pans out. So I figured a little slick way that we'll do it is take a glimpse into the Jaguars' future to try to find out where the holes will be for this season, but do it in a way that tells you that this year was already a bit of a success, right? We're not going to act like the Jaguars struggled. We're not going to act like the Jaguars did not have a good off season or a good year. We're going to say that they did. Let's just say, I'm not going to even put a cap on it. Let's say they go to the Super Bowl, right? They're still going to have draft picks. They're still going to have a little bit of, uh, attrition from this year guys are still want to get paid some guys will want to get paid more than others so we're going to assume that evan ingram plays on the franchise tag this year we're going to assume that and he doesn't get a long-term extension we're going to assume that they don't give josh uh, allen a long-term extension during the season right so if they go into next year you're going to have trevor lawrence who's eligible to start working on an extension that he's going to inevitably get do they give it to him next year? Do they wait? Um, I, I think at this point you would see them wait. If, if you see Joe Burrow sign his during the season, then you'll probably see Trevor this season. You'll see Trevor probably sign an extension during next season. If you don't see Burrow, then maybe precedence will be set and Trevor will wait because there's nothing to rush it for because the only difference is he'll get the money in his pocket right now, but at least the bonus portion of it. But we're going to assume those things. We're also going to assume Calvin Ridley has a monster year and he's eligible for an extension as well. Um, What do you do if you're Jacksonville? What do you do? Uh, The last year of Tyson Campbell's contract, because he's a second-round pick, this is year three, he'll be entering the the last year. Do you allow him to get to that point? This is this will be technically year three for Travis Etienne, but because he was a first round pick, you can always put the fifth year option on him. So you don't have to do him 
get right away. Um, Andre Sisko, Walker Little, all guys who were chosen outside of the first round are all available for an extension. Now, you don't have to do all of them right now either. So with that being said, let's go and look through where the holes are. Quarterback ain't one of them. We can get past that. We'll start on offense. They ain't going to touch no quarterback position. If anything, they might go get a young guy or a backup or something, but I doubt that very seriously too. Running back, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think that's a perceived hole. In fact, with Tank Bigsby and, and Anthony Johnson and and all of those guys back in, Jermichael Hasty backing up, um, we're not going to factor in people not being healthy either because that we just don't know where that's going to come from. So I think they'll be fine at all of those areas. Tight end, if Evan Ingram plays on a one-year deal, a lot depends on Mr. Strange, the rookie. How does he play? How does he play? And uh, the, do some of these other guys, Reyes and all of these other guys, do they really develop? Um, do they catch on? Are, things, are they contributors? Do you believe you can live without another tight end? Those will be the answers. One of the answers you might get from the team, they might touch those trenches again because uh, there's, a, there's this thought in the media that maybe Cam Robinson doesn't keep going with the Jaguars after this season. There's a thought that Brandon Sheriff, even though he signed a deal, this will be his second year in the deal, he's getting a little bit older. But the center is set. They might go ahead and address the left guard position finally if Walker Little is not the starter at that point, uh, at that position. But even if he is, maybe he can kick out the tackle if Cam isn't here. So the likelihood that offensive line will be one of their priorities again, and it should always be priority, but the likelihood is very high that it will be another priority for this team. And don't get mad because good teams do this all the time. They always keep adding to those trenches. There is no finish line when it comes to building an offensive line that's going to protect a franchise player, especially when you're using high draft picks on guys because – Let's just face it. If you get a good player in the first round to play at any position in the NFL, it's great because he's normally competing against or you're competing against guys who make a lot more money than a a rookie is slated to make for the first five years of his career. So if you get top-notch production from a rookie at that point, it's, it's a plus plus. So it's never a bad thing that they keep addressing these position groups where there's a lot of people. So we just ran through the offense. Let's just go through the defense real quick. There's always a likelihood that this team will add guys in the trenches. Even if you look at free agency, that's what they've done in the draft and free agency. At one point under the Dave Caldwell administration, they had spent more money or resources on DBs than anything. With this administration, I really believe it has been defensive linemen and wide receivers and maybe even linebacker. They've used an awful lot of resources on those three three positions. And when I say linebacker, I mean the off-the-ball linebackers, not necessarily the edge guys. But they've signed every year. Every year, it's always either sign or re-sign all of these defensive and offensive linemen, and defensive linemen, linebackers, and DBs. Because mainly, it's just a position group where there's a lot, just a lot of rotation. So defensive line is definitely one. Edge rusher is always something that you do, even if you don't need one. You just get one, especially if he's available linebacker i don't think that that's that'll be something that they'll address because they've addressed it so much uh even in this draft and this offseason i think with the addition of uh, ventrell miller in the fourth round and with the two 
third with, with a third round pick last year and a first round pick last year. And I think they might hit on something in free agency. I don't believe the off the ball and, and foil of of course is James Brown, the James Brown of the Jaguars. I don't believe that's where they're going to touch. I don't, I don't think that's the position where they'll be touching anything this, uh, even next year, or you guys will perceive it as a weakness. Defensive back. Now I have to be very specific. I think for the future, the safety position may have a little bit more of a crowded car. You know how you go to, you see people in, in, in piled up in the car when you can tailgate or leave and tailgate. They might not have as much room with the safety group because I think they've hit on some people. I like the Brini kid that they brought in this year. I love Johnson out of Texas A&M. Cisco is is the truth, and and Daniel Thomas is is still there, and Dewey Smith, Dewey Wingard is still there. I just think the safety position looks like one of those spots that is pretty settled. Um, Rayshon Jenkins, of course, I think he'll get an extension. He'll hang around because he's still a real good player. I think that's one of those positions that's pretty settled with a group of young guys that by the time next year's come, they're all going to have a whole bunch of starts under their belt. If there's something that I really want to focus on, and it's the corner, I still think that there's always room for yet another shut down corner especially if you're picking late in the first round and you get there and there's just this dude that's just sitting there that has all of this potential they'll go get him to ultimately be the starter on the opposite side of tyson campbell so for me if i had to guess where a hole would be i think it's going to be at corner because receivers in this league are so so good and the quarterbacks especially when you're talking about the quarterbacks of the really, really good teams, their receivers don't have to be open very much. So uh, you can have a decent player at that position and still realize that you need to be better than decent, that you need to be really, really good at outstanding. That's the point, and that's the spot that I believe, along with edge rusher, that has the, the, the chance that this team might have a hold of that area and they feel like they need to upgrade it. I'll talk about why it's important that you struggle with trying to find out who you want and who the team would be wanting at the end of next year because you'll just go, we're good, man, at every position. The best player available on the board, just take him. Why do I think it's important that you guys get to that point and we all get to that point? I'll tell you in just a second here on Lockdown Jaguars. All right, third and final segment here on Locked on Jaguars, uh, sponsored today by Bird Dogs. Uh, I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked on Jaguars podcast. Thank you very much for joining us and making us your first listen because it's your team every day. Um, Make sure you tap into Locked on NFL also. Watch Locked on NFL. Make that your, your, your next thing that you watch, your second listen of the day. Locked on NFL, five days a week, different hosts, great podcast. Yours truly is on there on Wednesdays. Okay, so why do I think and hope that answering this question is hard? It's not just because everyone's thinking about the new season. We ain't nobody thinking about next year. Why are you asking us about this stuff? True. But to give a little bit of insight on where I'm going with this is I don't want you to think that there's holes this year. I want you to think that this season goes as well or as well as you hope it would be. 
and that you you definitely don't hit the floor, that you're closer to the ceiling of what you think this season will be as opposed to me looking for a weakness of the team. But I'm saying if even if it does go well, at next year you're going to get draft picks. If you had to guess one position where a hole was going to be, where would it be? And if you have a problem coming up with that, you know what? That's a good thing. And now you get the best player available, which is where I want to stop. I want to sit right here at this bus stop for a minute because we talk about best player available all the time and we don't really understand what it means. Best player available is the best player based on need and talent. If two guys are even, go with the position that you need the most or the one that you value the most. If it's close, does the need and does the value, a position of value, sway you one way or the other uh, if it's close, if the talent is that close? If it's a position you don't really need, but it's a luxury, are you good enough to have that luxury? Under the scenario that we're talking about, hell yeah, they'll be good enough to have that, that luxury. They'll be good enough because we just said they could go to the playoff, they could win it, and you've given them a draft pick where they might not think they need anything, but guess what? You got to pick somebody, right? That's where you can just overload, you know, you can you can put you can go to the buffet and just stuff stuff in your purse because that's what that is. That is just an overload and a luxury to have because you're think, thinking two, three years down the line, and you can never have enough play. Like there's a stud receiver. If somebody they just really ranked way higher and they don't really need one, they got three. You know what? Take him, make him your fourth receiver. That's just the way I, I the only positions I say don't do that are running back and quarterback, mainly quarterback. But if that's not the case, then let's talk about what would you do with best player available. If your team is winning and if you're good and if you're solidified, this is actually the time where best player available really rings true it doesn't ring true to me for uh bad teams very much because when you're bad any player that's better than anybody you got is the best player available outside of the quarterback position because sometimes you can have a bad team like the jaguars did and they have their quarterback of the future but the the real test for best player available is not when you're a bad team picking high it's when you're a good team picking low do you make the right decisions for the future of your franchise? Do you truly take the best player available? And the best player available could, could, could be a guy that you don't believe is the, the most, the best immediate, who will be immediately the best. It could just be the guy that's the best. Or somebody told me, by the start of year three, draft a guy you think is going to be better than everybody in the start of his third season. And that might even ring true really for a bad team because he might not be getting on the field and he might not play very much that first year. So if you don't play very much and if you don't get on the field very much, then what that means is you won't have the opportunities to really make a lot of plays. And you go look around at the good teams. The good teams got a lot of dudes that's sitting there waiting their turn. They're sitting there waiting their turn just to to break out. Or it might be a, a team like – I'll give you a, an example, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's a real good player, but they got a lot of guys in San Francisco, right? And and then they've had some up and downs at quarterback with guys being hurt and injured. I don't think Brandon Ayuk, you've seen the best of him. I think there are people out there that really believe he could be a number one, but he will never be a number one as long as Debo Sammy's on his team and George Kittle's on his team because he's not going to be the first option. 
with Christian McCaffrey, he probably won't be the second or third option either. But that doesn't mean he's not a really good player. It just means he's not getting the opportunities. But when you have a good player like that who doesn't get the opportunities, but the team still wins, nobody cares. They still view him as a really good player. So maybe the Jaguars can draft a guy like that at, at one of these positions. I think if you – I'm not going to say put a gun to my head because I don't like talking like that, but I will say if you told me just make a free bet, just just – this is a no sweat first bet. Like you lost, now you got bonus bets. So one of your bonus bets on FanDuel is to say, listen, if I had to say who I think or what position they'd be looking for, there's the one right there. I think it's DB. I think it's DB. I think it's edge rusher. And I think it's probably offensive line. I want you to hit me up in the comments and on social media at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter. You see it right there underneath my name on YouTube. And tell me exactly that. If somebody made you tell them what would you think the Jaguars would be looking for in between the 23 and 24 seasons, I want you to give me the position based on all the information I just gave you, considering that the Jaguars are going to have a, a pretty successful year this year and they still got a pick. Okay, tell me, what, what, what are you looking at? Okay, where can they fortify themselves? Make sure you let me know and get that checked out. I want to give you guys a happy Father's Day ahead of time. It's a very special day for me. My son was born on Father's Day in uh, 1995, and every now and then his birthday falls on Father's Day. So it's also a nice one for me because my oldest son is celebrating his first Father's Day because his son is about 10 days old, So, and that's my grandchild. So uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the grandfathers, and make sure you guys – Tap into Locked On Jaguars. Take care of each other this weekend. Enjoy your families, and we'll be back with more content early next week here on Locked On Jaguars. Until then, you guys do what I say always. Take care of each other. Look out for each other. And we'll see you guys next time here on Locked On Jaguars.